Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He would have designed a lot of his own recording equipment. There's a brand that are basically based on his designs. Then by the time I started to get interested in that kind of thing, I'd seen the name a few times. I'm like, oh, there he is again. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Accolades Conversation Series, in which I talk to some of my favorite artists about who or what they would recommend me checking out. Make sure to subscribe to our channel or hit the like button. This episode is in collaboration with Sonic City Festival, a three-day curated festival in Kortrijk, Belgium, from the 11th till the 13th of November, organized by Welde Westen. This year's edition is curated by Low, Black Country, New Road, and Gilla Bands. Some other bands already added to the lineup are Goats, Dry Cleaning, Coco Co, and Le Fille de Ligadat. Check out the lineup on soniccity.be, where more names will be added soon. Gilla Band, formerly Girl Band, are an Irish post-punk and noise rock band from Dublin. It was founded in 2011 and comprises vocalist Daryl Kiley, guitarist Alan Duggan, bassist Daniel Fox, and drummer Adam Faulkner. Their career began with the 2012 single In My Head followed by the track You're a Dog, which lead to them developing live followings in both Ireland and the UK, and a recording contract with Rough Trade in 2015. That year, the Irish Times described them as the most fascinating act out of these parts as present, thrilling, menacing, exciting noise. To date, they have released a series of singles and EPs, the critically acclaimed album Holding Hands with Jamie in 2015, and after a gap in 2016 and 17 due to health issues, the techno and glam influenced the Talkies. In November 2021, the band announced they were changing their name from Girl Band to Gilla Band. The band stated that they changed their name because it was a misgendered name and that their former name could have been propagating a culture of non-inclusivity. I spoke to Daniel Fox from Gilliband about Joe Meek, an English record producer, musician, sound engineer, and songwriter who pioneered space age and experimental pop music. He also assisted in the development of recording practices like overdubbing, sampling, and reverberation. Meek is considered one of the most influential sound engineers of all time, being one of the first to develop IDs such as a recording studio as an instrument and becoming one of the first producers to be recognized for his individual identity as an artist. A funny coincidence is that Max Clark from Cutworms previously named Joe Meek for the series. Here's a quote from the book. While it's pretty well known and respected among folks, who known their history of 20th century popular music is usually regarded more as an outsider oddity or a minor footnote rather than a main character in the story. He falls into the category of the musician's musician, being recognized and revered by people who are involved in making music themselves. To the great majority of casual listeners, especially in America and anywhere outside of England, he's still pretty much unknown or forgotten. In addition to all his contributions to the technical side of the recording process, Meek also wrote many great songs, several of which were hits for the artists he recorded. He wrote Telstar, which in my opinion is one of the great pop melodies of the 20th century. The recording he made of it, performed by the Tornadoes, 
was hugely successful, but Meek never got royalties because he got accused of plagiarizing the tune. The resulting financial hardship he endured, coupled with the fact that he was a manic depressive, a schizophrenic, and off-prosecuted homosexual prone to self-medication, finally led him to murder his landlord and then commit suicide via shotgun. Eventually, three weeks after his death, it was ruled that the plagiarism claim was unfounded, and Telstar was, in fact, Meek's original composition. As they say, too little, too late. Anyway, this is what Daniel had to add. Well, I was going to talk about John Meek. He was a British uh, record producer and engineer and, and kind of songwriter um, and someone who kind of was fairly trailblazing in a, the first to do a lot of stuff on his own, off his own back and kind of like make records in like unusual kind of spaces or like he basically made a bunch of hits in his in an apartment in 19 like early, late 50s early mm-hmm. 1960s and he was kind of the first person to do something like that on this side of the world anyway probably his most famous tune that he produced is this song by the tornadoes called um telstar um it's like an instrumental it's kind of it's funny like some of the tunes like are kind of like it it's it's kind of cheesy in its own kind of way and um, but it was it was the first british record to be like a number one in the us and it's just kind of like the the method by which he done it was just in the era that he would have been working like recording was really formal in the uk like you know it would have been all wrapped up by emi and phillips and like these big kind of large soundstage kind of studios whereas he would had this flat in london on the holloway road so you know you'd have the band in one of the box bedrooms, violins halfway down the stairs and the singer in the toilet and had for the time kind of big records, you know. Has he seen as like a, one of the big producers from the 60s or, or not at all? Kind of got left by the wayside because essentially his his kind of general era is like late 50s to kind of early 60s to kind of like pre-Beatles pop music in England when the kind of British invasion thing happened he, he didn't see it being a big thing and didn't latch onto it so he kind of got he didn't jump on that bandwagon and kind of got left by the wayside he died in 1967 so he by the time the whole psychedelic thing was happening he was uh he wasn't around so he kind of got forgotten because that kind of era pre-beatles music in england got written out of history uh, to some degree how did you get to know of him it's kind of true scream lord such um who did has this kind of famous his probably his most famous tune is this song called Jack the Ripper um which would have been produced by Joe Meek the name just kind of kept popping up again and again he would have designed a lot of his own recording equipment there's a brand that are basically based on his designs then by the time I started to get interested in that kind of thing I'd seen the name a few times like oh there he is again um and just started to delve into it. He made a, like some records on his own, which didn't get released properly until long after his death, which would have been done in 1960, which like if you listen to them, it's it's kind of hard to tell like what era it's from. It does the recording quality of it does have that sound of like an early 60s thing, but it's just like, it, it also sounds like it could have come out last week. This I Hear a New World record, this really mad, psychedelic you know like on one kind of chord music with all these like really weird heavy-handed effects which no one was really doing that kind of thing in the early 60s long before i want to hold your hand would have been like a mind which it is a mind-blowing record in its own right but like you know people like what is this um but this was really really left the field long before guitars were doing things left the field 
Is he one of those guys that got discovered after his death there? Uh, he was kind of popular in and around, I think, more like that kind of, some of his more experimental uh, stuff that he done himself more got discovered after his death. But he would have been fairly well known just as making records like he uh, some kind of early 60s pop hits like this, this tune like Johnny Remember Me um, or like Tell Laura I Love Her, which would have been like popular records of their time. Yeah. But um kind of more down the straight and narrow I suppose but um it's funny because uh I I knew the the name rang a bell for me and it's because he's actually in the book oh right oh someone got there first yeah <laughs> no but, it, sure. it, no, but it, it's it's completely fine because I haven't done an interview about him at all but it was Max Clark from Cutworms is there like from his experimental records is there like a certain record that people should be checking out to get into his stuff the kind of main thing like it's the only one really that he did it's this record called I Hear a New World, which is like it's based on it's like a space opera. Essentially, well, it's, there's no like lyrics or anything, but that was, I think he was it was in around the time that, you know, starting a space race in the 60s. And it's purposefully I think he was trying to make what you would see as futurist pop music. But it kind of has this great quality to it because it kind of, you know, in this kind of like retro futurist kind of way, when you listen to it now, it's like futuristic from the point of view of someone in the early 1960s it's like music for this parallel universe that doesn't actually exist which there's something about that that's just like very appealing to me and just the tunes are just so good but yeah there's there's actually good there's really good doc uh, about him made by the bbc in the early 90s uh, the show called arena that used to do you know one hour segments on different people and there's one on him which is definitely worth uh checking out cool so, uh, yeah, thanks, man. Do you remember what you named initially when, when I first asked the question? Fung- Fungi the Dolphin, it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we put in Fungi? <laughs> no, I, I knew we put that in for something. Oh, God. <laughs> That's gas. Fungi's gone. Fungi uh, disappeared. What was, it? what was the story? What was the story behind that? Because, look, I got like a little blurb. <laughs> but I, I remember it was like the whole band that agreed to, to give Fungi props or whatever. I don't know. Well, Fungi is like, um, <laughs> there's a town called Dingle in County Kerry, which is like the southwest of Ireland. And when you go down there, Fungi is a dolphin who would come up and like say hi to people and was there you know i don't know if fungi was one dolphin or several dolphins over a generation but yeah. it was like the thing where you you could go out in a boat you'd see fungi kind of coming up would always come up to the boat and uh say hi to people but there has been no sight of fungi in the last year and a half it's actually big news oh shit and that was that actually came before that happens <laughs> yeah yeah so there's there's an update to the, the fungi story we all um well we all hope he turns up safe and well but is, uh, is it like is it like a thing that uh, that kids know uh, around where you live well yeah pretty much like i think kind of across the country we're on the like halfway down the island on the east coast and and fungi's hang is like the set is completely the other side of the country so it's kind of like a, a nationwide i wouldn't say a formative experience but you know it's kind of part of well, the, collect- I, I was, the collective I, unconscious i didn't really go into details about it because i thought it was a fucking perfect answer <laughs> So I didn't know what to. I always draw pictures with it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really want to like draw a dolphin next to the yeah. story. So. There's a statue of the dolphin in Dingle, and um, so you can kind of get an idea. He looks like a standard Atlantic dolphin, really. But uh, if you wanted to know, he's a huge inspiration, apparently. So cool. Oh, big time! Yeah. I want to thank my guest Daniel from Gillaband for this interview. 
Uh, remember, from the 11th to the 13th of November, you can find us at Depart Kortrijk for the Sonic City Festival. More information on soniccity.be. Next week, I'm talking to another Sonic City act, Billy Nomates. Thanks for listening. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.